0: Welcome to episode 28 of the Walk the Line podcast. I'll be your host, Greg Sowers. And for today's episode, we'll be discussing uh, the start of the season, briefly go over uh, kind of things that have been happening with with my team, and then also a few takeaways that I think listeners can uh, use for the starts of their seasons as well. Um, It'll just be me for today. Um, As hockey season's uh, on its way, um, you know, people's schedules become a little bit more tight. So Uh, Unfortunately, just just me for today, but we'll work on getting uh, Coach Alex back on the pod and discussing his team and a few other topics uh, throughout the season. Um, So as I mentioned, uh, thanks for joining us for episode 28, and we'll be discussing uh, the start of this season. Uh, So for me, I have uh, my Bantam team. Um, I have high school that that we just had our first practice on on this week, but this episode will be more so geared towards uh, the Bantams. And um, as I mentioned uh, off the top, um, hopefully we, you guys can take some of these things um, that are specific to the, you know, my experience so far in the first two weeks of the year, but use it for for your teams and hopefully take some few things away from it. But uh, for our Bantams, obviously, you know, it's a lot of guys' first year of hitting. Um, we have a very young Bantam team. So a lot of the Peewees that I had on last year's Flyers team moved up. Um, And then got their first, you know, crack at that Bantam hockey. Um, You know, it's very hard. And I I said this in the first two weeks of practice before we played our games. um, It's very hard to have a player train and get in that mindset of, you know, embracing the physical contact and and being ready to take a hit and give a hit um, in a practice setting. Um, You know, you could do all the hitting drills. You could you know, teach them about hitting, but there's nothing quite like playing in an actual game against an opponent who's trying to separate you from the puck in a live setting. Um, and we do, we did small area games leading up to it. You know, we have uh, second years on the team that, you know, we're second year bantams that were hitting last year, um, but there's still, you know, a way for players to avoid contact if they're truly not ready in a practice, whereas in a game, uh, you Know there, there's really no way out, um, so I think a, a big takeaway that I saw from our first games this weekend is we played four games. Um, yeah, so I'll recap the weekend really quick. We played four games, uh, first game, I believe we lost eight nothing, second game was seven one loss, third game was five two loss, and then we actually won our fourth game against the team we lost to the day before, five to two. So we won that game uh 5 to 2 uh went 1 and 3 on the weekend but as i mentioned uh and we'll get into it uh, young team lots of room to to grow and learn um and definitely it didn't start off too hot but a lot of positives taken away from the weekend but uh back to the physical contact and and the hitting being introduced to the game for a lot of our players you know we were definitely very very timid um and we played uh, an older team our first game and we're going to play older teams you know, all the way through the year, but we definitely looked more like peewees than we did a Bantam. Um, And I tried explaining to our guys, you know, to just because you're allowed to hit does not mean, you know, every time you hit, it's going to be this big blow up, you know, guys and parents are (laughs) yelling, Um, you know, it's just using your body to protect the puck or gain an advantage on an opponent to take the puck away from, from uh, from them Um, and as the weekend went on um, it definitely got better but just you know kind of a few examples that I can remember from our first couple games Um, you know if you if you're approaching a player in the open ice with a puck it's kind of a scramble you know just pucks bouncing everywhere you know our first game we had players go for that puck take a swipe at the puck and either skate by or almost peel off um, and then go for round two to try to get the puck again so, if they didn't get the puck, they lost the battle, and they didn't get any sort of body contact in there to remove that player from the puck. Now, you fast forward to our third and fourth games, um, and, and the, the example I'm using is a, a first year Bannum, and this example kind of exemplifies the, the change we had throughout the year, or throughout the weekend. Um, you know, he went in for that that battle, and he didn't blow up the guy by any means, he simply put his body into his chest, removing the player to, into the opponent's chest, removing the player from the puck. And the player who actually went to battle for the puck just removed his opponent from the battle. And we had a second player come in and get that, that puck. Um, obviously it's hard to explain over a podcast, but um, you know, it, it, it's just being using your body to, to gain a competitive advantage over your opponent. And then obviously working together with your teammates to win that puck battle. And there was no, there was no big hit. There was, I mean, you be, you could probably not even call it a hit. It was just getting your body into a position to battle for that puck or have your teammate come in and help you get that puck. So those little plays all over the ice um, were definitely more apparent in our third and fourth games. Um, and I think, you know, obviously part of that there's there's some nerves involved. Um, there's always nerves in your first game, first weekend of games. You know you got new teammates, new coach maybe, um, and it's normal to be to, to be nervous. Obviously, um, the first time you do anything, you're probably a little nervous. But I and I I said this to our players um, during the weekend as well. It's like the the best thing you can do is just get engaged on your first shift, whether that's because you may not even you could get out there, may not even touch the puck, but there's gonna be a point on that shift where you're able to give a hit. Uh, give some body contact or take some body contact and I, I've played with players who you know that would be their their goal for the first step is you know get engaged by giving hit or getting absolutely blown up you know go back for a puck and you know have somebody hit you obviously you don't want to put yourself in a bad spot but you know do something that's going to get you engaged involved in the game Um, and honestly just to get it over with you know it it's tough but you know and we'll, we'll probably discuss this on a later episode cause it's very controversial, but you know, Bantams, you know, you got kids who are honestly six foot somewhere over. And then I have kids in my team that are five, four, you know, 130 pounds, you know, it's, it's completely normal to be nervous about taking a hit from a kid who weighs potentially twice as much as you. Um, and, you know, obviously I, I personally believe they should move hitting back to Peewee, but that's not my call. But you know, it, if you are nervous, just try to get it out of the way, and that's way easier said than done. Um, but in, but engage in the contact rather than waiting for it to come to you. And I think um, again, as the weekend went on, it naturally happens where guys are starting to get hit and give hits, and then by the third and fourth games, we actually started to look like a a Bam team, um, and we. Also, you know, from the, st- and I said this in the locker room as well, um, this was the one th- or first instance I've been with a team where we came out for game one of a weekend, and by the fourth game, we were completely, completely different team. Um, and I give a lot of credit to our players, obviously, because they could have, you know, losing 15 to one in our first two games combined, um, you know, they could have packed it in, could have sulked, could have, you know, thought I was an idiot, you know, whatever. They could have been yelling at each other, but they didn't, They, you know, they kept pushing along. We got better as the weekend went on. We helped each other out. The teammates were talking to each other. Um, I didn't go in the locker room and yell. Uh, in the second game, I did have a little, um, you know, Hey, let's wake up. Let's start hitting your Benham hockey player speech. But, you know, other than that, it was a pretty calm, uh, calm weekend where nobody panicked and we improved as the weekend went on. Um, and a lot of that just has to do with the kid's attitude, you know, staying positive, focusing on controlling what you can control and, and realizing, you know, we are a young team and, you know, we we're going to get better as the season goes on. You know, there's not it, this weekend isn't it. And it's not going to set the standard for, for our year. Um, another thing we, we mentioned about our first games is, you know, you're, you're, Bantams, you're, you're hitting, you know, it's someone eventually throughout the year is going to get hurt. Um, and we had two guys actually get hurt this weekend. Um, hopefully they can come back, come back soon, but, um, you know, it's part of the game and there's a reason why there's a huge drop off of player participation from, uh, you know, peewees to Bantams then after Bantams it drops even more just cause, you know, it takes a special kind of person, um, to be willing to, you know, play hockey as a, you know, it's a hard game. It's a physical game. And, um, you know, it takes it takes a little bit of cojones to go out there and battle for those pucks and block shots and get hit and give hits. So um, one of the things I said is, you know, if you're going to play this game this year and, you know, now f- in your future, if you're deciding to still play hockey until you get to men's league, um, you know, you're going to have to play hurt. And I, I wanted to make sure I explained that in the right way where, you know, there's a difference between hurt and injured, right? So if you're hurt, you got bruises, you're sore, you, you know, you got maybe, uh, you got the bower bumps on your feet, some, you know, your equipment's not fitting the right way. You maybe got a, your hand sore from blocking a shot. Um, that's, that's stuff you can, you can play through. Um, and you can play through being hurt. Obviously, if it's something involving with your head, you have a headache, you know, we, you want to be careful of those things and make sure you don't have a concussion and things like that, but you can play for, through bumps and bruises. So you can play hurt, playing injured, okay? Unless you're making millions of dollars, you know you hear about these guys in the NHL playoffs and uh, like Bergeron playing through a punctured lung, guys playing with separated shoulders, things like that. Look, you're 13 and 14 years old. I'm not expecting you to do that. You have a long life ahead of you. You got to take care of yourself, and you're paying to play. You're not making millions of dollars, so I'm not expecting anyone to play injured. Playing injured means, you know, you can physically cannot do. Your role on the ice because of an injury—you got a broken wrist, you—you got you uh, sprained your ankle, something like that that impedes your ability to play. You have a concussion, right? There's a difference. I don't want kids to play injured, especially with you know how young they are and they got their whole lives ahead of them. But you know, having kids understand that hockey is a physical game and you will have to play hurt at some point. Um, Another thing that we discussed, um, and I I end up talking about it um, with my teams pretty much every year, Um, and I I believe we mentioned it on the podcast as well, but this aspect and theory of the the butterfly effect, right? So um, I could be completely off of my origin of this story, but it's like if a butterfly flaps its wings or its wings, you know – a week prior in one you know one area let's say a butterfly flaps its wings in in nashville and then th- that uh, gust of wind causes something to happen in nature and then the uh, temperature drops and all these things happen but at the butterfly and then there's a tornado you know, like a week later right if that butterfly didn't flap its wings a week before does that tornado happen and like all those series of things happening to lead to that end result of, of a tornado and i kind of bring that up because it relates to, you know, the game that we play uh, with hockey where, you know, it could be, it could be, you know, you're in your defensive zone. Okay. D gives, you're the winger on the wall. D gives you a good breakout pass. You fumble the pass puck doesn't get out of the zone. Okay. There's step one. Okay. Step two, the pass, the D who kept the puck in the zone goes D to D at the blue line. And that D gets a shot threw on net because our other winger was not in the shooting lane. Okay. There's two mistakes. And then the rebound goes to a player on their team in front of the net and RD doesn't pick up their stick or box that guy out. So their the opponent in front of the net gets the puck and puts it into the net. So the first mistake was the winger not getting the puck out of the zone. Okay. And then it led to two more mistakes. Us not getting in the shooting lane and the defenseman not having the guy in front of the net but if st- mistake number one doesn't happen the puck never goes d to d and never gets shot on that so it's it i just bring it up in a case of you know mistakes are going to happen but it's how many mistakes that we have in a row that lead to a goal and obviously something sometimes it's just one mistake you know a d to d pass in the offensive zone the winger picks it off and goes on a breakaway like okay there's a one mistake goal but um just trying to get into our players heads that you know, mistakes are going to happen, but it's how our team responds to those mistakes. And we just don't keep compounding mistakes, bad decisions, one after another, leading to pucks on the back of our net. Um, so just a little uh, kind of analogy there um, that I, I like to bring up with our with our teams throughout the year. Um, and again, mistakes are going to happen, but let's just make sure we, we limit them and try to stop them on their their course till that... uh quote unquote tornado happens. Um, a couple small things that, um, you know, happened over the first two weeks. Um, (laughs) we had guys forget their gear, uh, forgot a helmet, forgot a glove, uh, little jerseys. Um, (laughs) so, uh, you guys are old enough. Okay. Honestly, unless you're a, a mite or maybe even a squirt, you guys should be packing your own bags. It's time to, uh, Mom and dad can drive you to the rink, but you guys should take some onus and pack your own bag, make sure everything's ready to go. You got your water bottle, both sets of jerseys, all your equipment, because um, part of the the, the the game is being prepared, you know, when you're getting ready for the game. Um, if you're forgetting your helmet and your gloves for a game, how prepared are you really to get on the ice and go play? So just make sure you're checking your bag. Um, and then another thing, and this is more of a, a, a coaching Uh, perspective i guess um you know the first part of the year the first two weeks i thought we had a certain type of of skill set um and obviously moving up a division from from peewees to bantams um you know it's it's a totally different game bigger faster stronger um and i i misinterpreted what we had on the ice and i think we could there's obviously a lot of room to improve but because i i thought we had more more of a base skill set than we actually did um my first two weeks you know first week was kind of you know getting the rust off a lot of passing shooting you know skating and then um, i actually got into you know four checks and breakouts and we talked about the power play a little bit and defensive zone coverage um and not that that's wasted time to go over those things um, and they're obviously very important as the season goes on. But what I, in hindsight's 2020. What I wish I would have done is making sure that we had a, a base skill set across the board for our team. Because what happened was when we had our first week in games, you could see the kids were trying to do the breakout and the forecheck check and the things that we discussed. But they frankly just weren't as fast as the other team we weren't as strong as the other team we weren't making passes as crisp as the other team so and in saying that it's very important to make sure you're able to do the basic things before you move on to things that are more advanced so um you know making tape to tape passes catching those passes on your forehand and backhand you know transitioning from forwards to backwards you know these little things that are you're doing 10, 20 times on each shift, well, you need to be very good and consistent at those things or, or else if you're trying to do a breakout, well, it falls apart with one bad pass or one, you know, bobble in the puck. So um, kind of in, in, as a reaction to that, you know, this week we, we got back to, you know, transitioning, a lot of skating around cones, uh, making five, 10 foot passes. We've, Broke up into stations so the kids were constantly moving, working on their conditioning. And so this week of practice, we didn't do one breakout, we didn't do one, you know, four check. to, uh, we, I think we did a couple two on ones, but there was nothing that we did that was system related um, to just make sure that, you know, we're improving on our individual skill sets so that we could take our individual skills and produce a a system that we could all play in. Um, Uh, it's, you know, it's great to have all those, those things laid out, but at the end of the day, if you can't, you know, skate with a team you're playing against, or we can't take a body check or battle for a puck in a corner, uh, all those systems are pretty much useless. Right. Um, So uh, just a few uh, things that, you know, happened over the first two weeks and our first weekend of games, but, you know, the season's just getting started. um, And as I mentioned, the, the guys stayed positive and, Um, I I think that's the biggest thing is they didn't shut it down after the first two games and they came back, kept working, um, listened, didn't get on each other and, you know, they were rewarded at the end of the weekend with a, with a win that they previously lost to. So, or against a team they previously lost to. So, um, you know, lots of, lots of room for improvement season's still young, um, And we'll keep plugging away. we got games in Atlanta next weekend, and uh, Coach Alex will be down there as well. So we'll see if we can knock out an episode while we're down in Atlanta. Um, But I appreciate everyone um, listening to the Walk the Line podcast. Again, this is episode 28, um, and we should have another one ready to go for you next week. So hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Thanks. Bye.